Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Hope uh, everything is going well for you today, sir. It's going to be a bit of an abbreviated show, I think, because uh, we got a late start today. Good news, my cohort had a procedure done, and and, uh, thank goodness everything worked out okay, right? Uh, Yeah, you know, not only did I go into the hospital early, Mm -hmm. they kicked me out of there as soon as they could get rid of me. (laughs) You know. But, doctor, you haven't performed the procedure yet. That's okay. We're kicking you out anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, no, you know, no. I went in to get a jump start on the heart. You know, I yeah. got a little out of pace, and they said, yeah, we could take care of that. And I'm going, you know, first time, Doug, and he goes, um, well, yeah, actually it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, was it one of these, uh, was it like paddles, you know, like you see in the movies? Clear. Well, you know, they, you know they, they they put you out, you know. you It, it wasn't like with waiver. the D, It wasn't like with the defib. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, yeah, they, they, they do that and they, they really? push you out and all that neat stuff. And you sign a waiver going, there's a, you know, uh, if it's there's a, something that's a one in 10,000 shot of you yeah. winning, uh, you know, you might want to bet it because, um, uh, um, hang on. <laughs> well, fortunately the guy's okay. I mean, look at these, he's cracking jokes and, and he looks great, so fortunately everything worked out okay. Um, oh, yeah. Blood pressure, everything is all good. You know, copacetic. Actually, it's not copacetic. It's very good, actually. So, Oh, he could, you could actually go do a five-mile marathon or something today. You I know? could run for president now yeah, because well, I'll tell you what, you, you know. know. Hey, listen, if you couldn't do it, we could probably create some kind of a, a robotic computer. that would, yeah. Would well, you know, there is, AI is now in uh, – in, uh, television commercials for the um, this is politics. interesting folks listen to this this is a story going around right now about the announcement for Biden's uh, 2024 candidacy well I don't know if it was that particular thing but it was one of the ads last week and it might have been that too you know mm-hmm. but apparently what happened was is that it was AI driven it was generated by a computer it wasn't you know somebody going and shooting this thing and scripting this thing and Everything else, mm-hmm. it was, it was just a computer. They, they said we need a Joe Biden commercial, and uh, it pulled from its resources and created the Joe Biden commercial. Now, mm-hmm. how far are they going with this? Because uh, they say it's going to be the norm now, in not only political advertising right. but in advertising in general. But you know, it gets back to the old thing: is it Joe or is it not Joe? You know, yes, it's like that old TV commercial. Is it, is it real or is it Memorex? Um, <laughs> you probably you know, don't the remember the hairdresser that. commercial. Yeah. Only, only his campaign manager he knows, knows for, for sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Anyway, so, that is scary. You know, here's well, you a know, guy. they they they're saying that movies will be totally created in computers in the not too distant future. You'll be able to you'll be able to say what you want to see, and the computer will create it for you. Including yeah, the but, script. But my problem is, here we are with the guy, you know, the headlines are, there's something wrong with Joe. He does, is he too old to run? And not that age has a number, but everybody has a point of expiration. Some well before others, some well after others. So there needs to be some kind of way of saying, yeah, hey, you're still good. You know, uh, you yeah. might be 80-something years old, but you're fine. Well, but I don't think that's the case with Joe. And we well, I'm, it's not. I don't think. I know it's not the case with Joe, but what kind of doors are we opening here? For you know, it's, it was like that movie that was out one time where the president actually was in life support, and a guy looked like Dave. him, and he, huh? Dave, it was called. Whatever the it movie was, was Dave. It, it was uh, Kevin Kevin Klein. Uh, yeah, was with the character. Yeah. With the, uh, he uh, he played uh, Sigourney, uh, a guy who looked yeah. just like the president, and he was only supposed to fill in for a little bit, and then I guess he had, did he die while he was filling in or something like that? It was a good movie. It was a yeah, it really was. Yeah, look it up and uh, watch it. And you go ooh, yeah. but you know, could that be going on right now? Or has it gone on? Or we you know, I, I really watched the uh, real Joe. I watched Mission Impossible, the original, and then the uh, the Mission Impossible two this past week. And both of them, they were shot like in uh, one in 1994, the other in 2002. And in one scene, Tom Cruise grabs his face 
and he pulls off this thick, foamy, realistic mask to reveal a totally different character. And that was like 25, 30 years ago. And I'm thinking, you know, were they giving something away then? I mean, if they, if they think, if they could have done that back in 1994, what can they do now? Can they get a guy who has the build of a Joe Biden and have him masked to look like Biden? Have him work on his uh, walking routines? Or maybe, hey, listen, will we see the time when we have robotics, where they have actually uh, an android of some kind? Could you have a stage where there's nobody around, you know, to give it away? Mm-hmm. And kind of like uh, they did with concerts at one time, they, they brought back to get, uh, to, together fights and bands that were holographic. Sure, they, they did that with a concert with Roy Orbison about three years mm-hmm. ago. It was the holographic image of Roy Orbison. He's been dead since 1988. And it was a live band behind him. And it, the thing sold out wherever it played because it looked, the only thing that looked strange was when he was done with the concert, the, the character, of Roy Orbison's character would go into the floor like he was on a lift. And mm-hmm. that looked kind of weird because they couldn't, they couldn't have him walk off the stage because there was no video of that, you know? I think we're living in a time when you have to be very careful about what you believe. What you, you know, you may not be seeing something which is honest, which goes to something that I I was going to talk about today anyway. Um, AI, artificial intelligence, is a, a big story, and I, I'm trying to find it, but I, I'm having a heck of a time finding it. I threw you off by throwing no, the AI no, up front. But. No, but it, it's okay. Actually, um, the AI story was about a bunch of guys, including the guy who's called... I think his name is Hinton, Jeffrey Hinton. I could be wrong, uh, mm-hmm. but he is 75 years old, and he they call him the uh, godfather of AI. He was like the head of AI at Google, and mm-hmm. he left Google because he wanted to be able to talk freely about uh, about whether it's good for our society right now, whether we should trust AI. And he's not terribly enthusiastic about it anymore. This is a guy who has been working on artificial intelligence for the better part of uh, 30 or 40 years. And he's saying, hey, we've got to be very, very careful about where AI is taking us because it could be to a very dark and dangerous place. I have AI, and you probably have AI in your house too in some form or another with oh, yeah. those little devices. And uh, you you tend to trust it. Well, I... Heard a story, I saw a story on uh, the internet, a young woman who said, get rid of all those devices. And I looked at it and she said, no, I, I, I have them in every room. I have them turn, turning up the temperature in the morning. I have them turning on the coffee pot. I have it doing everything. I really relied on them. They're very, very, they seem very practical and trustworthy. And then she said, one day we get a phone call from a friend, a guy that works with my husband, who lives about 150 miles away from us, he says, why did you send me that file? And he, and she said, what are you talking about? She said, a file, in your, you guys were talking about, and she said what they were talking about, and I didn't know why you sent it to me. She said, we didn't send you a file. She said, didn't you say this, this, and this? Uh, to your husband, you know, in your house a few days ago. And she said, well, yeah, we said that, but we didn't send any file to anyone. She said, then get rid of your device because it's recording you and then sending it to people, probably mm-hmm. people in your, in your contact list or something. It's doing that. Yeah. It's, uh, I, you know, you see it all the time, whether it's Google assistant or whatever assistant, how can I help you? And it just pops up. Yeah. Now, a good example of that is, um, you know, I, I'm, I was looking at uh, my, my son's got the, the, the fever to buy a motorcycle. And so he went and got his license. And now, you know, he's hunting for a motorcycle. And now I haven't done any research at all, mm-hmm. any whatsoever. But all of a sudden, you know, because we're talking and, uh, you might call it Alexa. I call it something else. 
sits over there and, you know, I'll call it by name. But either way, it obviously, for it to recognize the name it's supposed to be called, it's monitoring mm -hmm. and it's connected to all my computers. And so now all of a sudden I'm getting all these adverts, you know, I'm getting, uh, I get emails. And uh, as a matter of fact, you know, I'm real estate hunting right now. And all of a sudden I started, I got a call from somebody. So kind of the same thing where, you know, understand that you have interest in this particular property. Well, I've looked at, you know, the stuff, but I haven't called anybody about it, you know. Yeah. And they didn't say anything. Well, he goes, I got a note here that, uh, that, uh, you're interested in that property. And I'm like, going, oh, uh, but you know, how many times, how many times do you do a search on your, on your computer for something just casually? And all of a sudden you start seeing more and more advertisements yeah, for the flooded. same product. Yeah. Or, or you will stop at an ad just, Oh, I like that. That's interesting. And you look at for a while, maybe you'll, you'll, read the descriptions or details to yeah. the ad and then you go on and do your your business and all of a sudden you start seeing it pop up on like Amazon you may like this product you you may have an interest in this it's because it's it's monitoring what you're doing and it's keeping a record of it and then it's using it to uh either try to get you to buy some more stuff i want to read you the story i found sure. it though it says proclaimed the godfather of artificial intelligence 75-year-old Turing Prize winner Jeffrey Hinton joined several other tech pioneers and notables in warning of the impacts of artificial intelligence. Hinton was partially responsible for the development of the AI technology that is used by the biggest companies in the tech industry, according to the New York Times. On Monday, Hinton, a decade-long Google employee, tweeted, quote, in the New York Times today, uh, Cade Metz implies I left Google so I could criticize Google. Actually, I left so that I could talk about the dangers of AI without considering how, the, how this impacts Google. Google has acted very responsibly. Hinton originally believed that we were 30 to 40 years away from reaching a critical point in AI development. However, now he says, I no longer think that meaning he thinks we're just about there. You know? That's kind of scary. Well, I also heard that when it comes to the development of AI, mm -hmm. we increase our knowledge of AI 100% every two days. So every two days, all the knowledge we have on AI is obsolete by 100%. Think about that for a second. And I think what's happening is AI itself is starting to think about how it can better itself. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not just people mm -hmm. thinking now about how to how to develop artificial intelligence. It's the artificial intelligence itself. Yeah, I don't think that we have the capability to increase like that. But the machine that we have created right. has now kicked in. And now it's going into overdrive and taking it, it's, it's taking its own life. We live in strange times, folks. And uh, it, it seems that everything you look at is out of whack. Uh, I mean, artificial intelligence, computers starting to take over the thinking process. Uh, I, I mean, it is scary. And now we have a border crisis. We have not just a little border crisis and about... 10 days, uh, Title 42 is expected to lift. Yeah. And when that happens, God help the uh, people who live in Texas and the rest of the country eventually. So right now, what, you got about a million people mounting and growing at the border to charge it, right? Yep. Yep. Well, thank God we sent down 1,500 troops. That ought yeah. to take care of that, right? Yeah. That will do, sure. that will do nothing. I mean, no, all, I won't. But it'll, I mean, think about it: a million illegals and fifteen hundred troops. Man, uh, I don't know what they're thinking in Washington. I don't think they are. Bill, if you wanted to destroy our country intentionally, what would mm -hmm. you change? I wouldn't change a darn thing. If Every, you wanted to, if you want to destroy our country. 
what would you change with regard to what they're doing right now? Oh, well, with regard to what they're doing right now, I'd do exactly what they're doing and just double down on it. I don't know where this is going. I got to think if we're upset and we live all the way up in the north, northeast, the people in Texas have got to be at wit's end, as they would say. Mm. You know, I, I'm thinking, are they going to? Are they going to form posse?s Are they going to start doing the old West things where they, uh, they you know, vigilante justice? Well, yeah, they could. You know, it's funny because I'm sitting there in the waiting room, you know, and they're talking about different things, you know, and I see a big poster. It's the law. Yeah, like, right. Oh, and that that just caught me off guard because I'm like going. You know, here here we are in the land of the free, and you know, but yet you have these things that are so dictatorial. You know, they're just yeah, dictatorial. Yeah, yeah. They they just it's the law. They make really. It, uh, it, what are we talking about? And did I have any say in this? The law. Well, if it's the law, why don't you why don't you uphold the law on the border, and keep people who aren't uh, legally allowed to be in this country from coming across and getting into this country, and when they get here. Send them back. But no, that's not what they're going to do now. With Title 42 being eliminated, they'll come in, they'll be processed, and they'll be sent on their way. And that means, friends, that they may end up in your backyard. I heard somebody this morning say they visited San Diego for the first time in quite a while. They went, they went mm -hmm. there two years ago, and it was kind of nice. They went there recently, and... Even the expensive areas, I'm, I'm, the, the areas where you have two and three million dollar homes, mm -hmm. they got they got tent cities around them. They got people living living in, on the streets in front of their houses. One person said, "What do you do? They're they're defecating right in front of your house on the street." And the person said, "What can you do? What can you do?" Maybe you could raise a little heck with the uh, government officials in your town and your state. You know, get them to do something. Otherwise, nothing will change. Everything's going to stay the same. I, I, speaking of defecation. Oh, you're going to talk thought, about the pill? Yeah, yes, exactly. You the read FDA that. The huh? approves first oral pill made of poop. So that, somebody poops in you, scoop it up real quick. Human poop. And, and I was thinking, it was, and, and they... They phrased it on poop that is donated, I think, or human donated waste. And I thought, I wonder if they'll get a tax write-off from that. <laughs> you no, know? nah, you can't no. write off, you crap, because actually, uh -huh. actually, now wait a minute now, because yes. I was reading a thing on taxes now. And uh, the one thing, you know, the Biden administration using the arm mm -hmm. of the federal government, yes. uh, people that go out there and have what they call gig money, you know, hey, you know, somebody wants me to go do, it's a cash event, I'm going to go and do a speech and I'm going to get five grand. Well, now you got to report that money and there's, there's, and they have ways to do it. They have people to come out and interview you. Uh, they're going after flea markets. You they're know, going after uh, waitress tips. They're going yeah. after everything. Yeah. Now you're going, okay, I bought that uh, knickknack for uh, $45. At the flea it's market. <laughs> yeah. I, but, you know, I found out it's worth 50 bucks, so I sold it for 50 bucks. Well, that's capital gains. You owe yeah. taxes on that. Yeah. And they're, they're going after all of that. So really, when you take your waste and sell it, then that would be a capital gain. So... Not only would you be pooping for a good cause for people, you'd to be get losing there. more than just the waste. <laughs> you'd be losing yeah, cash yeah. too. Oh yeah, you um, know, you, you, yeah, know, you yeah. think we're kidding, folks? The CDC did approve this new pill. I think it's called—is it Vowest or something like Vowest? I don't know. I was trying to see what 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 is it good for, but uh, I do know this. You know, if they pay you for your poop. You know, then, then yeah, I can see a whole yeah. new line, a whole new business. I <laughs> you mean, yeah, yeah, you know, sell, like, yeah. like sell your blood. I mean, talk well. about, talk about recycling. <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. Anyway, um, other things going on in the uh, world. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, right? 
You don't hear the oh, name. Yeah. You don't hear the name anymore. You don't well, hear yeah, the name. Do. Well, you don't. I mean, you really. You, I'll give you an example. Another, another name you don't hear is this guy uh, Texera. Oh yeah. You hear about this kid Texera much anymore? He was top nope. of the news about two weeks ago. He was the guy who, you know, leaked all that government material. The guy, the airman from Otis Air Force Base. Now, did I tell you about what happened in? Uh, it was the United Kingdom. Oh, well, they have a top nuclear sub that they just finished building in what uh, February, and now they've shipped. I think it's in Scotland doing some tests. You did tell They're me. Doing, yes. Did we mention it on the podcast? No, we didn't say it on the air. No. Okay, so it, the, the ship is over, getting ready to do some maneuvers and testing. Now, this is called a killer sub, and it's it's armed to the teeth, and it's it's out to hunt and kill. Yes, it's a know? hunter killer. Yes. So. Now, you know, you know, you got WikiLeaks, you know, you got uh, this kid that leaked information, Texera, leaks yeah. everywhere. I mean, well, I guess this would uh, fall after, after a data dump because uh, in a bar 12 uh, miles away or 12 blocks away, excuse me, 12 mm -hmm. blocks away from the shipyard uh -huh. were all the classi classified documents of that ship and everything about that ship uh, left in the bathroom by the toilet. Wait a second. You got this like multi-billion dollar ship mm -hmm. as high tech as it can be. You have it, you know, brand new. It's all done. It's ready to go. But somebody takes all the documentation on how it's designed and all the special yeah. things that it has on it. And they take it to a restaurant and leave it in the bathroom. Yeah. No pub. It was a bar that they went into, you know, a little pub <laughs> there and they, they, you know, they, 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 they dump the info in the dumps. Well, the, <laughs> you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be nice how yeah. I say this, you know, uh, you be know, a gentleman you, here. But you, Holy smokes. That's, that is amazing stuff. So they, they have security problems with their, uh, oh. with their top secret stuff, too. Well, you got to wonder, though, about it. Why is all of these leaks, are all of these leaks happening all over the place? But it always has you know, it always gets pinned on some little nothing person. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. uh, Jesse Waters uh, did some uh, a segment on, on the latest on uh -huh. Jeffrey Epstein yesterday. Listen. The Wall Street Journal just got its hands on Jeffrey Epstein's private calendar. And it was a lot more suspicious than Brett Kavanaugh's. Epstein was meeting with the kind of people you'd think would steer clear of a convicted pedophile. Jeffrey Epstein was meeting with one of Barack Obama's top lawyers, Catherine Rumler. She met with Epstein dozens of times. Epstein even tried to set up Obama's lawyer to work for Bill Gates. How is Jeffrey Epstein a fixer between Obama's lawyer and Bill Gates? Epstein was also meeting with Joe Biden's CIA director. He wasn't CIA director at the time. He was Barack Obama's deputy secretary of state. William Burns was working for John Kerry at the State Department and meeting with Jeffrey Epstein, a known pedophile. And then Burns becomes CIA director. Huh. Today's director of the CIA went to Epstein's Manhattan townhouse where Epstein had sex with underage girls and, you know, where he filmed other men having sex with underage girls. And William Burns went there and was then promoted to the director of the CIA. Now, I wonder if the future CIA director saw the portrait of Bill Clinton in a blue dress hanging in Epstein's parlor room. A few years later, Epstein was arrested and then hung himself in a jail cell while security cameras just happened to not be working and the replacement guards just happened to fall asleep. And two years later, Biden just happens to pick William Burns to run the CIA. So what are we supposed to think? It's never been more clear. Epstein was an intelligence asset. Not only was he working for the CIA, Israeli intelligence, maybe even Russia intelligence. So was the American government allowing an asset to traffic and molest teenage girls all over the world for intelligence? Are we allowing Epstein to commit crimes against children for blackmail material? Oh, we asked the CIA director, William Burns, you know, why were you meeting with a convicted pedophile at his disgusting townhouse? 
And the CIA director said this, the director did not know anything about him other than that he was introduced as an expert in the financial services sector and offered general advice on transition to the private sector. They had no relationship. So Obama's State Department official couldn't have asked anybody else in the entire country for help with a job in finance? He could have called any CEO, any hedge fund manager, any banking director. But he meets with Jeffrey Epstein, a guy that doesn't even really have a real business, a guy that doesn't even have a website, a guy that is, far as we know, only had one client, the CEO of Victoria's Secret. Huh. That doesn't add up, Bernsey. And this explains the sweetheart deal back in 2006. This explains the prison cell cover-up. And this explains why all the Epstein tapes went missing. Everything Epstein recorded, everything, missing. Every property he owned. But when he died, the Fed seized all the tapes and the only person who's ever been arrested since then was the madam, Maxwell. Jeffrey Epstein found me almost immediately. He knew exactly where I was, the location. Um, and I knew then that I was being filmed. I was being watched 24-7. There were cameras all over the island. So the CIA has all the sex tapes, and they've been blackmailing like crazy. This is the blackmail jackpot. Hours of video starring the world's most important people in Epstein Island, in the Manhattan Townhouse, and the Palm Beach Estate, and the New Mexico Ranch. Bill Clinton was good pals with Jeffrey. Flew on the Lolita Express 26 times, went to his private island. So when someone does something that doesn't make any sense, maybe it's because they don't wanna be doing what they're doing. Maybe it's because someone's telling them what to do and threatening to release the tapes if they don't. Wow. Are we getting the truth about anything anymore from the government? I mean, no. uh, and you would think that we, we would have learned all the details of what was going on during the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, and we got nothing. They suppressed no. everything. No, no cameras in the courtroom, no transcripts. Everything was secret. We just learned she went to jail. And she was sequestered away, and we don't see her anymore. And nobody got in any secondary trouble. I mean, the people who were participating in those orgies at his at his island, nothing. Does it does it make sense to you, Bill? Absolutely not. I mean, I was intrigued. He brought up the the thing about the, the Clinton uh, portrait there because it's it's on the internet. You can find it, and everyone thinks it's fake, but it's a real portrait of. You know, Clinton there in this, you know, plush blue dress with his legs crossed. And and I'm like going, uh, are you trying to tell us something there, buddy Bill? You know, I mean, uh, are there aspects we don't know? And obviously Hillary would know. You know, speaking of lying, Bill, and I should have mentioned this when we were talking about the immigration problem with -hmm. with Title 42. But I want to play this. Corrine Jean-Pierre, the... uh, yeah, Joseph Goebbels of, of our administration, our government. Right. Um, she said this yesterday. I want you to listen exactly to what she says here. Listen. He has tools that he's used to, to make sure that we do this. We actually deal with the immigration system in a humane way, uh, and in a in a way that is uh, uh, that actually deals with what we're seeing at the border. And that's why you've seen the parolee program be so successful. Uh, it has it has um, it has uh, uh, when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than ninety percent. And that's because of this act, the actions that this president has taken. Did you hear that? Hear what she said? The illegal problem has yeah. come down by as much as 90%. 90%. Well, okay, then it just, uh, it's, it's about to unfold a million percent. <laughs> she has no problem looking at the camera and, and lying. Lying, not just a casual, subtle lie. But a blatant, obvious lie. I mean, anybody who's breathing and awake knows she's lying. But she just says, hey, we're down 90% at the border. You have got to be kidding. She should be arrested. Now, I got a question for you, Bill, about the border. If we mm. are if we are invaded by a million illegals next week, 
Isn't that isn't that because of what Joe Biden has done to our laws there and what he's mm-hmm. told the Border Patrol to, to do, basically turn his back? And shouldn't that be uh, enough to have him arrested? Shouldn't he? Well, there's a I lot were, of things that should have him arrested. If and I were I'm, Texas, Bill, I would, I would put a warrant out for his arrest. He has an obligation to protect our borders and specifically the state of Texas. Yeah, I put mm-hmm. a, I, I would literally I, I would put a warrant out for the rest of him and Mayorkas and Carmela. She's the border czar. I mean, these people have a, a requirement to and they're not doing it. Yeah, well, you know, look, Carmela is the border czar and she has not done one damn thing and has never been there. And I don't know if you if you serve in the military, that's dereliction of duty. You know, you can be court martialed for that. Yeah. I mean she should be impeached for, you know, her her stupid laugh and the fact that she laughs at what she's supposed to do and she doesn't do it. But so I, I, impeaching has become because of the Democrats, uh, because they have impeached for trivial, uh, useless claims. I mean, they went after Trump twice for a phone call. I mean, come on. And both well, they're times, still they're going to go after him again for a phone call. Don't you think, though, that. Uh, we should forget the impeachment and go right to uh, an arrest warrant. The the governor of the state of Texas could file. Heck, a sheriff in a county in Texas could file a warrant and have the guy arrested. Well, number one, Republicans need to grow a pair. They need to sit there and do what the Democrats do, you know. But we have the goods to do it with. The Democrats make their stuff up. And you got to be clear about that. They make it up, but they are persistent. Oh, yeah. And they they can take a lie that's right here, and they'll take that lie, and they'll sell that lie. And even when it's proven to be a lie, they'll put it down for a minute. And then when you look the other way, they go, we've got this evidence. It's the same damn lie that yeah. you were selling before that was proven wrong. But the media, you know, they they sell it. And, you know, the consumer out there goes, oh, well, maybe that lie is true because didn't he just have another thing just like that? So maybe that really is the same one, folks. You're being you're being hoodwinked yep. by the media, by the by uh, by the administration. Bill, is there anything Story. that the Democratic Party is doing right now that is uh, honorable and moral? I mean, they have become a socialist political party. They had, they're not the Democratic Party I remember from when I was a kid. When I was no. a kid, they were the party of the labor, uh, of uh, the laborer, of the worker. But, but it was different then. It, was, it really was different. They were proud to be American. They stood up for uh, uh, all of the things that the Republicans stood up for, sometimes more. Uh, you don't all see right. that now. And they take stories and they twist them. Right now, they're doing, you know, they, they want to ban... Uh, Weapons of war. Well, the AR-15 is not a weapon of war. No. Let's be clear about that. But they they labeled it that, and people bought the label, and it's yeah. not a true label. But let's go with that story for a minute. What about the guy that uh, decided he was going to shoot off a few rounds in his yard, and the neighbor said, hey, can you not be shooting that guy? Oh, yeah. And he got mad, and he went in, and he killed a family. I don't think he killed one. I think he shot a family. I think they're, I think they're well, alive. They're, yeah. Well, this, it could be. I, well, either way, yeah. the, the story is the AR-15. It's the biggest manhunt out there. What they're not telling you is that he was, he's illegally across the border. He was, he was deported back from this oh, country yeah. to go yeah. back. That's, that's right. He's a, he wasn't supposed to be here. He's not supposed to be here, so... He didn't get that gun legally here, you Heck, know. So how, did, how did he get a mortgage for his house, Bill? Well, yeah, you got to wonder who's helping this guy. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly who is helping this guy. So we are being set up for optics. Yeah, listen, this is all optics. Listen to this. This is a Colorado lawmaker. She is complaining because the Republicans put up a proposal to make it illegal for transgenders to expose themselves in a woman's dressing room and they were going to make it a felony because apparently 
that's a problem. They, they these guys think that they're women. They go into the dressing room, they get undressed, and they uh, they have no problem uh, flaunting their uh, their junk in front of young ladies. And so the lawmakers are going to say you do that, and you're going to you're going to it's going to be a felony. So listen to how this Democratic lawmaker terms uh, the law and, and what she thought of it. Listen. These types of laws have been used to ban drag shows, to target individuals who use the restroom of the sex that they identify with, a public restroom, to charge them with felony charges. I am very concerned about the attacks against the transgender community that are happening across the country. When I initially read this bill, it did not even come to mind, for me either, as an advocate. But as I've looked at the bills and as I've talked to my colleagues who are fighting these types of bills across the country, it's very clear to me that the language is very much mirrored in some of the laws that have been used to target members of our community because of who they are. Understand that she's talking, the community she's talking about is the trans community. Now, as a mm-hmm. lawmaker, you would think that her priority would be to protect uh, her constituents, which is not just the minuscule trans community, but everyone else she represents, the other people who aren't trans. And, you know, it used to be that uh, more consideration would be given to the masses, the majority, you know, but that's not the case with the Democrats anymore. The Democrats don't think that way. Everything Mm -hmm. they do is skewed right now. This is not the party I grew up with, the party I was a member of when I was a younger man. It's a whole different uh, socialistic kind of environment. And, you know, they're doing this stuff to mess up our society. It's been going on for a long time, though. You know, I used to work down in Florida, and I worked in a building called the Glass Bowl. It was the AT&T building. And, um... Uh, there was a guy that worked for AT&T that was a transgender back then. The women, you know, on their floor did not want this guy going into the ladies' room. Right. So, you know, and I guess the management there didn't want him going into the men's room. You know, so they sent him to a different floor, the floor we were on, and I was there one day, you know, doing what you do. Yeah. And here comes this transgender guy standing next to you, pulling up his skirt, doing his business, and wanting to look at your junk. And I'm like, oh, I got to get out of here. Well, so I went, he, I went to the building office and complained. Do you, and they told me, go to a different floor. He's got his rights. Wait a minute. It's an AT&T problem. They're, they're personnel, you know, but... These guys got rights that they shouldn't have. And where does it go, Bill? Where does it go? They're already they're already starting to dominate women's sports. Think how think how unfair that is. A young woman trains her whole life to to get to the pinnacle of her sport, and then some guy who decides to put on a dress can go in and jump the line, and just because his anatomy is is such that he has more muscle mass, he wins and you lose. And, you know, again... It's about attention. I don't hear the women's groups going nuts. Neither do I. And you know what I think? Okay, I think transgender men can compete. I think transgender women can compete. Sure. But I think you make a category that's, oh, you're a transgender, are you, sir? Yes, I am, and I'm a, I feel like a woman. Okay, that's great. You get to compete with these transgender men that feel the same way as you. That way it's equal and fair. And you transgender women that feel like men, well, you're going to p- compete with those. Hey, that's great for the sports world because you got two more, you know, divisions out there. Let's see who attends it. I agree, hundred uh, percent. But you know, you got these woke in the businesses like Budweiser. Well, you know, I'm not. Uh, you know, a brand can market to whomever they want to. The Mulvaney thing right. was quite a bit different in the marketing. Well, and how yeah, it worked. Uh, we should point out that as of today. Budweiser's sales is down 26 
26%. Think about that. 26%. I was reading where uh, some of the stores uh, are can't give it away. Costco. Costco is trying to sell the Budweiser stock they have, and it's not moving. So they're lowering the price just to get it off the floor, and it's well, still not moving. Wait, they were marketing to a whole new market there. Where are all the transgenders that drink uh, Bud Light and drink beer? Why aren't you there? I don't know. Why aren't you buying that beer that's catering to you? Because that you know that was the marketing guru's person uh, idea there. This is a market that we can tap and embrace. All right, you they know, tapped you. They embraced you. Where this, are you? This is not just the young marketing uh, lady that screwed up. This goes after oh. the CEO. Oh, if yeah. I he, were on he the, didn't pay attention. If I were the on the board of directors, the CEO would be going. The CEO would be out the door. Here's your problem with that. You know, these CEOs get up there and they make a mistake. Yeah. I worked for a company one time that same thing happened. And the guy that made the misevaluation in the in, yeah. in the stock of the company um, ended up having being forced out, but he got his golden parachute. Oh, sure. So while we suffered and have to, had to rebuild for a while, he got out of that thing and got oh, his know. golden parachute. And so, well, sorry, guys. <laughs> I would tell. I'm taking my. If know, I were on the, the board of directors, I would say. You know that 26% that we just lost? Take it out of That's your, your golden parachute. That was your golden parachute. It's gone. Yeah. But uh, that's. You blew, your, you blew our money. We just yeah. blew yours. <laughs> exactly. Um, other things going on. You know, they're trying to make uh, Tucker Carlson out to be a big bad guy. Oh. Yeah. And it's Fox that's doing this. Fox. Fox is hurting big time. Their ratings are down the tubes. I, I, I got the figure somewhere in my stack of stuff here, but uh, to find it, it would take all day. But trust me when I tell you, they are hurting big time in all of the evening shows. I mean, Hannity's hurting because of Tucker is not leading into a show anymore, so he's not delivering an audience to him that he used to have delivered to him. He's also suffering because a lot of people have decided to heck with Fox. I, I got to tell you, I'm one of them. I I really and truly haven't. I watched uh, uh, Maria Bartiromo on Sunday. I got to admit to that because she's probably not uh, long for Fox either because she's one of the last remaining. Uh, oh, they've been targeting her. Yeah, she's going to be gone. But I figured I'd watch her while I can. But for the most part, I'm watching uh, Rob Schmidt and uh, Greg Kelly on Newsmax. And they're doing a terrific job. And I think yeah. their audience is growing, too. I think I heard that they have doubled their audience since Tucker Carlson has left. But anyway, they found a suddenly out of nowhere, Media Matters uh, comes up with this, this video of Tucker Carlson on the set of his show. And he's not doing the show. It's off, it's supposed to, it's off the air. And he's talking to somebody on the telephone uh, about... Um, I guess a program that's supposed to air on Fox Nation or Fox News Nation or whatever they call it, and mm -hmm. and and Tucker doesn't like he doesn't like Fox Nation. He thinks it's a poorly presented streaming site, and he he says it to the person on the phone. He doesn't so? he doesn't say anything that is isn't said every day in some form or another in broadcasting. I mean, you talk, you walk into any program manager's office and they'll say, I hate that record. I'm not going to play that. We're going to take that off the, I mean, people are always saying quote negative things about certain programs or products that they're, they're selling on the air because it's a, a business like that. Well, he's talking to this person on the phone and uh, they're saying that he was criticizing uh, speaking harshly about about Fox Nation. Listen to what he said. I, I don't want to be a slave to Fox Nation, which I don't think that many people watch anyway. Um, we're gonna uh, because I, 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 you know, I'm like a representative of the American media now. Right. Speaking to an exile in Romania and welcoming him back into the brotherhood of journalists. Yeah, it would help us out if you wore a sweater, though, because we asked him not to wear a suit, like he was panicking about it. So you don't have to. Tucker's going to be looking uh, casual. That's just how our show looks. Is that okay? 
I mean, this is airing on the nighttime show, and I want it to look official. I don't want it to be like bro talk. And I, and I, you know what I mean? Yeah, but the majority of it, like if we go like 45 minutes, it's going to be for Fox Nation. But nobody's going to watch it on Fox Nation. Nobody watches Fox Nation because the site sucks. So I'd really like to just put the dump the whole thing on YouTube. Um, but anyway, that's just my view. Um, uh, I'm just frustrated with uh, in, it, it's hard to use that site. I don't know why they're not fixing it. It's driving me insane. And they're like making like lifetime movies, but they don't they don't work on the infrastructure of the site. Like what? It's crazy. And it drives me crazy because it's like we're doing all this extra work and no one can find it. It's unbelievable, actually. I don't know who runs that site. We're going to play a sizable chunk on the show tomorrow night. That's the plan. And then what it's going to do is drive a lot of people to watch this on Fox Nation. It's going to be a great help to what we're doing over there on TV today. I know, but we're doing our part. We're like working like animals to produce all this content and the people in charge of it whoever that guy's, whatever his name is, like they're ignoring the fact that the site doesn't work. And it, it's, I think it's like a betrayal of our efforts. That's how I feel. So I, of course I resent it. Now, did he say anything wrong really in that? I mean, he said the site sucks. Hey, uh, I've said worse I know. about stations. Sure. Uh, you know, even in a current situation where I, you know, do things, I, you know, to my people that, handled me and I sit there and say, you know, you got to really work with these guys because they don't know what they're doing. Um, but, this, but that's my opinion. They're trying to sell it, Bill, as, ooh, this is the real Tucker. He's saying nasty, negative things. He's he's a mean guy. He's not. Well, they're taking, you know, now this is the the left world now, the little tattletale world, you know. That's, I know. That's, you know, they like to use the phrase, those kind of people. Well, they are those kind of people, the little sniveling brats that sneak around behind you, and they they listen in on conversations so they can twist what you say. Well, I heard Bill say, and then they record things, which really, you know, if you're going to record me, say, hey, dude, I don't like what you're saying. Can I record you? Yeah, sure. Can I knock your teeth down your throat, too, while you're at it? You know, <laughs> I mean, come on. This This is being just... This is such a snivelly little world that we live in now with little, you know, I, I don't even know what to call them. Well, it is, um, it, it is, I guess, to be expected nowadays in the, in the world, like you say, we live in, uh, negativity. But here's something which, another thing that caught me by surprise. President Trump is doing a town hall next week. Mm-hmm. And you want to see where he's doing it? Listen to this. Former President Donald Trump will participate in a CNN presidential town hall next week. The former president will take questions from New Hampshire Republicans and undeclared voters who do plan to vote in the 2024 GOP presidential primary. CNN This Morning anchor Caitlin Collins will moderate the May 10th town hall at St. Anselm College at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I would submit that that is a jab at Fox. That is a mm-hmm. uh, that is a left hook out of nowhere from uh, CNN. CNN is doing a uh, they're going to have a whole hour of President Trump doing a town hall. <laughs> okay, uh, Fox may have really uh, put themselves in a tough situation. They really may have they really may have put themselves in a no win situation. You know. I, I think I said this the other day. When Bill O'Reilly left, when they when they fired Bill O'Reilly back in 2017, uh, people went back to Fox because they got Tucker. And Tucker was a pleasant, knowledgeable, honest uh, substitute. He actually, it didn't take him long to catch on. He was the right fit for that slot. But they don't have a Tucker now at uh at Fox. They don't have somebody who can do what he did. Have you noticed? Look, everybody has had their failures in life. Uh, If you've had a perfect career, everything you did was just spot on. Goody for you. Goody for you. But, you know, most people, uh, successful business people, they had to fail before they could win. Well, Tucker did have some jobs in the media where it wasn't the right fit. He didn't last long and he was out. 
But boy, the media is sure lined up right now to sit there and and talk about that. Well, you know, Tucker's burned all of his bridges now. He didn't burn the Fox Bridge. No. The Fox Bridge self-exploded. You know, they, they blew it up themselves. Victor Davis you know. Hansen, who is a real smart guy, has been on Tucker's show a lot, a lot of other shows too. He's an articulate, well-spoken professor, professor-type guy, professorial mm-hmm. kind of guy, you know? Um, he had this to say about Fox and where they're going to end up uh, now that they've removed Tucker from their from their schedule. Listen. And so they needed Tucker Carlson to appeal to the new Republican Party. And so what what do I mean by that? He was talking about the absurdity of woke. And I don't know where you find somebody like that who has the ability to articulate those positions but is not crazy, especially Tucker is one came from one of the wealthiest families in California. He was an aristocrat. His grandfather and family were Miller Lux, which is the biggest landowner in California in the 19th century. On his mother's side, he was Swanson Food Company. He went to prep school. So for him, brought up like that as an aristocrat, to become a populist and yet know how the aristocratic mind works is very unusual. And Bill O'Reilly had certain gifts because he came out of kind of a tabloid journalism background and he understood the earthiness of the news and the audience that Fox won. And so what what I'm getting at is that Tucker was able to stop the hemorrhaging from uh, One American News or Newsmax or all of the other right rivals. They said, why go to those guys when you have somebody who's more responsible and learned but still can appeal in the same topics? And so I don't know where they get that person. And I think that in the immediate week, it, it shows. But... I know he grew up in California, uh, but right. I also know that he went to uh, prep school, I believe, in Middletown, Rhode Island, at a place called St. George's, which is a beautiful, uh, almost a college-type environment. Uh, and it cost a lot of it's a, it was it was a college tuition for a high school education. He, he, he's one of these strange kind of guys where he really does talk and relate to the common man. You would never expect that he comes from such wealth, you know, such a uh, preferred background, if you know what I mean. What's wrong with that? No, well, I mean, a lot of people who come from that background cannot relate because they are, they've grown up aloof and away from the common man. Do you know? No, no, I think it's great that he has, uh, you know, uh, he's embraced uh, the common person. You know, and but Trump did the same thing. Trump did not come from humble well, that's beginnings. True. Maybe that's why he gets along with Trump now. Yeah, they're 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 alike. I do find it interesting when I turned on the computer when I got home today. You know, it was one scroll down, story after story after story after story after story, on and on. I could go saying that, uh, and it was every old and new story that the the media could bring up talking about oh trump's in trouble now oh look what trump did i know oh he's been this he's been that and i'm like going you know you got to be really desperate to sit there and and throw you know negative all the negative stories that you have and most of them were proven wrong and um you know poo-pooed as they say but no you got to use it See, Democrats don't give up anything. Even if it's wrong, they keep it. Oh, that's true. They, they still talk about Russia, Russia, Russia oh, as, yeah. if, as if it was a true story. They, yeah. Even though it's been proven to have been false, they still well, you know how, talk about it like it's, it's you know. They justify it. The twice impeached president. What yeah. was he impeached for? Oh, the Russia, Russia, Russia BS story. Yep. So he shouldn't have been impeached. But see, they they held they held all the cards. They could impeach him on nothing, and they did. And then when it was proven it was nothing, they're going, well, okay. But the impeachment still stands. Yeah, he's been impeached of nothing, but he's impeached. Now here's something you haven't heard. We're almost at the end of the show. I said it was going to be a short show. <laughs> I knew they that. never are. Um, listen to this. You you probably haven't heard about this. U.S. military is tracking another mysterious balloon 
the United States military has been tracking a mysterious balloon for over a week that crossed over American territory, but its purpose and owner remain unknown, according to three U.S. officials. If it's in military, if it's in our airspace, now I guess there's an altitude it can be where it's safe, but if it's in our uh, airspace and nobody claims it, I'd either shoot it down or seize it. Yeah, but this is jumping Joe we're talking about, you know. I would have seized it. Does any who owns this blimp? It's it's above territorial we, space, but who owns it? Oh, nobody does. But we're well, talking it's ours. Bill, we're talking about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Sing gosh. Sing <laughs> anyway, uh that that story's for real friends. I'm not reading an old piece of copy. There's another balloon somewhere out there floating along and nobody's doing anything about it. I mean, you would have thought we would have learned from the first one. They they're trying to say, "Oh, nothing no nothing to see here. It's just a harmless balloon." But we talked about this. What if they're spraying some kind of pesticide or poison or virus into our into our airstream? What if they what if they're they're doing something nefarious that you can't see or smell? Well, there's always a possibility, but I don't. know. Maybe they're tracking the uh, Saharan uh, dust storm. Is it's in Illinois? Uh, I believe like six people have already uh, have been killed. Oh my gosh! Uh, they've had and did the dust really come from the Sahara Desert? I mean, yeah. Well, didn't, how the hell did it get did, here? Didn't somebody notice it before it got to Illinois? Like, hey, I see a bunch of dust down there. I'll be darned! Oh my gosh! Well, apparently they tracked it all the way across, and they knew it was going to hit in uh, Illinois. And yes. you know, I'm like going, you know, this is bizarro. But then I see back in uh, 2020, we had a Saharan uh, dust uh, plume that went to. Ohio, and I'm like, on well, you got Illinois. What's next after Illinois? Does anybody have a large shop vac? Um, (laughs) (laughs) one more story a federal judge, you see, this a federal judge has ruled that a Pennsylvania school district must host an after school Satan club. Hmm, after school Satan club. Uh, Why? So they can raise a little hell, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll throw I'll throw in a yes. story here. The the seventh grader that was sent home uh, for wearing a T-shirt that uh, says there are only two genders. Apparently, he got to speak out. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. I, the school sent. I home got the Washington audio. State. I got the audio, oh. and I was going to play it tomorrow because it's two minutes and thirty one well, seconds. It's a tease. Yeah, it's a tease. It'll be tomorrow. Yep. We'll uh, we'll have uh, the Middleborough. A Massachusetts middle school student uh, do his thing, and he's he's very articulate. But we'll do it tomorrow because we're out of time, my friend. We have yeah, we have uh, burned up the clock. We will see you all tomorrow. Sorry, we're late with the program today, but like we said earlier, my friend uh, had to take care of some uh, personal health stuff. Unfortunately, everything's okay, and uh, we'll be back at our regular time tomorrow. It's done. It's good. It's in the rearview mirror. 833-538-7868 is our phone number. 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. So that's how you get in touch with us. Please do. We're so lonely. We're and like a Maytag repairman. Let's all shuffle out of here with Joe. <laughs> Very good, Joe. That's how I sounded when I came out of anesthesia this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said, Joe! (laughs) (laughs) Have a good day, folks. Adios. The Voice of Freedom. CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From Acceleration.com. 
It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day. Com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>